With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Talk Screeners Podcast. My name is Simo. Today, I'm joined by Billy. Say hello, Billy. Hello, mate. How are you? Very well, mate. And I'm joined, I'm joined by Jed. Say hello, Jed. Hello, mate. How are we doing? Very well. Um, it's transfer deadline day, boys. We're living it right now. As we speak on this podcast, it's transfer deadline day. I know it will go up tonight and a lot of people will probably listen to this tomorrow. But, you know, there's a very real possibility that a signing could happen mid-episode, which would be quite exciting, boys, wouldn't it? We've got Billy. <laughs> He's watching the sky. He's watching Sky News. Uh, on on top of his laptop, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But until until that does happen, boys, if it does happen, we need to we need to talk about um, the transfers that I've already gotten over the line today. One that I wanted to talk about because it's a very feel good transfer. Kristen Eriksen makes a return to the Premier League. He's unattached. He's to Brentford on a free. Very good business by Brentford. There was a time not so long ago when there was clubs all over Europe lining up to sign Christian Eriksen. Real Madrid were one of those. They wanted to pay the sum of about 18, 80 million pounds for Christian Eriksen at one point in that time. And I know when his form dropped off, he went to Inter and then revitalised from there. Um, and then obviously had his difficulties in the, the Euros. But he returns to the Premier League. I mean, if you get a player like this in a free, that's, he's not as if he's old and past it, you know? Yeah. And he's yeah. going to have a point to prove. His mentality is going to be like, in a great place right now. You think he's going to feel like he's got a second chance. He's got something to prove. We all know just how good a player he can be. Jed, what are you expecting to see for Christian Eriksen? Oh, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm expecting to see, but I really hope it works out for him. I really mm. do. I think, it, it, you know, after what happened to him, it would have been so easy for him to retire and, you know, and say, that's it, I'm done. You know, I can't play anymore. It's too much of a risk. But I think the bravery that he's showing to come back and play at the highest level again is is just it's great to see. I really, really hope it mm-hmm. works out for him. Um, it's a shame that he couldn't actually play on for Inter. I think the Serie A rules wouldn't allow him to. Serie A rules, um, yeah, they have very uh, very um, particular cardiac rules. Yeah, because of because of the the surgery they had to do, um, he wasn't allowed to to carry on playing for them. So it's a shame. 
but um, but yeah, like I said, I really hope it, it works for him. I think potentially could be a, a the difference between Brentford, you know, going down and staying up. You know, he's the kind of player that that can can win them games, um, not necessarily through scoring goals, but through creating chances. You know, mm. um, and and what he you know what he does um, if he's if he's used in the correct way. Is, is yeah. going to be massive for them. So, um, so yeah, it could it could be a good deal all round. I think it's only a six month contract, just to see how it goes. You know, it yeah. may not work out for him. It may be that it's you know maybe too much too soon for him. You never know. Um, so I guess the six month aspect just gives them that bit of you know. Well, there's a, there's a bit of leeway there, just in case it doesn't work out. But he's yeah. one of those players that offers you something if he stands still, even if he stands mm. still in the middle of the pitch, yeah. he offers you something because he's a tremendous set piece taker. Um, he can score from free kicks. His corners are good, um, so you get that. But like Kieran Trippier, actually, like Nuke, he's he's helped Newcastle in a way just from giving them a, a very good set piece taker. I think he gives that to Brentford in terms of a, a top tier set piece taker. But on top of that, we all know his weight of pass is excellent. Listen, we've not when when times pass that people have never really talked about Christian Eriksen as a, a a super athlete in terms of like it's super hard working yeah. sprinting pressure that's mm-hmm. not the kind of player he is he's a flair player and he's very much down to his technical ability he's passing he's, he's creativity picking the pass that no one else picks or seeing or seeing the pass that no one else sees you know that's his, that's yeah. his game and yeah. along with that with his dead ball ability you know kind of makes him a, a really top tier player I think you that's, that's him, excellent business by Brentford you, you put him in that team with Tony and, and Bermo Mm-hmm. Uh, you know players that are going to take chances if, if they get them um, well nine times out of ten they're going to take them I, I think that it, it could well be a, a really good deal for them uh, for Brentford I, like I say I, I hope it works out for him more than anything um, because obviously what he went through was obviously horrific um, yeah so to come back from that like I say it's a, it's an inspiring story yeah mm-hmm. you can a player like Ivan Toner who's going to play on a last man we know how Ivan Toner likes to bully a defender and play on a show with a last man there you know, a, a nicely weighted pass from Christian Eriksen for, for an Ivan Tony to run on it. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's something that Brentford have really missed this season. That I think like, so. They don't that that flair yeah. player, if you like. Um, yeah, uh, it, it is something that they've missed this season. Although they have played well, they have dominated games at times. They've had they've created plenty plenty of chances, and their expected goals prove that. Hmm. Um, but they just haven't really had that flair player like you mentioned. Um, and I think Christian Eriksen, if he could come back half the player, I know I've said it before plenty of times about Coutinho, et cetera, but if you get <laughs> half the player that he used to be, you know, you're getting a, a top, top class player. Definitely. I he offers them something only... that he's not, they, they, they don't have. He mm, offers something that they don't have. There's also um, the, just the fact that he's got a lot of Premier League experience under his belt as well, which is something that Brentford don't really have throughout their squad yeah. a lot of their team mm. haven't played in the Premier League before it's, so it's it's that's, that's going to help them as well just in terms of knowing what the league's all about helping them you know survive at the end of the day and, you know, they're, you know they're, I don't think they're in as much of a threat of relegation as other teams are uh, at the moment but um, you know every point counts for a newly promoted side at this stage of the season so it's, it, that's going to make a difference as well just having that Premier League experience in the dressing room um, yeah. and they, they're going to you know they can use that to build on then as well. 
hopefully offers some professionalism. You know, he's a he's a married man. Chris Eriksson is a father. He's probably not going to catch him on the old Snapchat <laughs> saying things he shouldn't be saying. <laughs> Ivan Tony, you naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we could have feel good signings boys we go on to the next feel good signing right I'm not quite sure how to say this guy's first name I think it's White 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 Weghorst okay the the new Burnley Vood, signing I think Vood Vood Weghorst either way he's 6 foot 6 um He's six foot six and he signed for Burnley. Burnley signing a six foot six striker is isn't every player isn't every player in Burnley's team six foot six? (laughs) Yeah, no, last time I checked. (laughs) (laughs) This is this is excellent business for that. Even if he's even if he's not a particularly good footballer, um, which I don't I really don't know a lot about the guy, I need to look into him. Um, I think he scored 20 goals in the Bundesliga last season. Wow. Yeah. He's, he's playing for Burnley now. He's one yeah. of the best. Uh, I mean, he was in the, the Holland squad. You know, he gets into Holland's national side quite regularly, doesn't he? So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's up there. Um, he's up there. Yeah. Is that I he's told you? He's always up there, yeah. Well, is that I told you? <laughs> <laughs> <That's unintentional>. <laughs> <laughs> I think with no, the it's, 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 it's great to see. I love the... Did you... Managed to catch the how Burnley announced them. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen it. What, what was that? Uh, right, so for the listeners as well, go to Burnley's Twitter page and look how they announced um, where cost. It's the, the it begins with the scene from Jurassic Park. You know with the the, oh. the cock and then the wardrobe. <laughs> it's it's really 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 excellent stuff. Really top tier stuff. That's class. So, well done, Burnley. <laughs> And my God, boys, Manchester City have signed a striker. They've signed a striker. <laughs> Julian Alvarez from River Plate is going to finish the season at River Plate. Um, um, Billy, is, I think he's, I want to say he's Argentinian. Yep, he is. If I'm wrong, I want to say he's Argentinian, considering where he's coming from. Is he the next um, Sergio Aguero? I think he could be. I think as a, as a Villa fan, this one's a bit hard to take because we was heavily linked with him in the summer. Mm. And it, it didn't work out for whatever reason. And six months later, he's signing for Man City for double the price that we could have got him for. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a frustrating one to take as a Villa fan. Um, but I'm also excited to see how he gets on, see if he does become the new Sergio Aguero. You know, that, that name alone carries a lot of weight. Um he doesn't really seem to be the guy. I mean, he's only 21, something like that, but he doesn't really seem to be the guy who would get phased by something like that. Um, I've got a couple of Argentinian friends as well who rate him really highly, said that he's done mm. really, really well over there. And I think his goals and assists just prove that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, I think Pep will bring him in gradually similar to his similar kind of thing that he's done with Fode. And I don't think you can just chuck a player like that into the Premier League and the pace and the physicality. Um, so yeah, I think for him personally, it's, it's probably the best place he could go to in terms of his progression. Yeah. 14 million pounds. They got Julian Alvarez over the line for, um, and as far as I'm aware, this is, this is a typical number nine. This is a sort of fox in the box, mm. good finishing ability. Striker, um, obviously Manchester City is just a team of midfielders front to back. 
um, so it will be interesting how the how the system changes. Um, obviously, they've, they're not skipping a beat, missing a striker. Obviously, they, they, mm. they, they have so much possession in the ball and the way they move players around that they don't necessarily, they're not looking for the big man with a long ball. It's not really their game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now, now they could have that as part of the game um, if they so wished. Uh, Jed, mm. what were your thoughts on it when you seen think, Manchester City um, signed a striker? I think it's just it's just another option, isn't it? Uh, you know, I, I can't see them deviating too much from the way they play next season when they're going to bring him in. Yeah, um, they're not going to go Burnley. You know, they're not going to turn into Burnley overnight. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but he's going to be the kind of you know Jesus kind of substitution. I think for a little while, mm. where mm. if they need a goal, they'll they'll put him on. See if he can see if he can deliver. Um, I don't think they're going to be building the team around him anytime soon. Like Billy said, it'll be a sort of gradual uh, introduction for him. They may well have plans to sign another striker in the summer, um, Haaland potentially. Yeah, they're going to be going after someone like that, aren't they? So mm. he's—I don't think he's going to walk into walk into the team. But um, it just for me, it just gives them a, another option if they need mm. it. Um, if, if teams are keeping them out, you know, like Chelsea, for example. Um, yeah. Teams that are going to try and defend against them, they're going to struggle to get past teams like Liverpool, etc. If they need another option, throw a striker on, see what see what can happen. Yeah, we shall see. We shall see. It'll be interesting indeed. Um, Billy boy, Rodrigo Bentancur, Bentancur, mm-hmm. um, heavily linked with Villa, but it yeah. seemed that Tottenham have uh, came in and swooped to the player an undisclosed fee. Uh, Billy, I'm not sure you know the fee of this. Um, I'm not aware I've, of it. I've seen, I've seen rumours saying it's an initial 15.9 million pounds, something, something along those lines. Anyway, see, I was under um, the impression that Villa had offered a lot more than that for this player. I was, I, I thought that as well. I don't know whether that that fee that I'm seeing is the initial amount of money that will go mm. to Juventus, and then you'll get add-ons and things like that potentially raising to 20, 25 million plus. Um, but yeah, as a as a player in itself, I was a bit I was a bit confused really as to why we were interested in him. It seems like he's a lot more of a number eight when we mm-hmm. need more of a number six. That robust number six is something we've been screaming out for for quite some time now. So yeah, I was a bit confused when I saw the links with him and seemed that it was getting so close. Um, but from what I've seen, it just seems like. Um, we had a value for the player, they had a value for the player, and we just couldn't come to an agreement, which I like from a villa point of view. We're not over we're not trying to overspend. We're not we've got more than a good enough squad to get through until the summer. Um but yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how he gets on at Spurs, because not I'll mention the player um, they needed more than Villa. Definitely, Spurs needed yeah. this player more than Villa needed this player. I think <laughs> definitely it's, it's safe to and say. I also I also find it interesting how he's gonna get on coming over from Italy as well. It's something that I mentioned the other day about Bruno Guimaraes. I think mm-hmm. I think that's how you pronounce his name with Newcastle. Um you can't just come come straight into the Premier League and start start from how you were playing in the Italian league. You know, like I mentioned with Alvarez, the pace and the physicality of the Premier League is completely different. So it's gonna be interesting to see how he gets on there. Yeah. Yeah, and that's given that Ndombele is the party for Leon mm. as well on a loan mm. with a, an option to buy for fifty-six million. So they would recover some of that sixty odd million they spent mm. on Ndombele. I think it's pretty clear it's not going to work out for Ndombele at Spurs. So this is very much a player 
they needed um, more than more than Villa. I think with the Villa case, I honestly think it might have been an agent was pushing something out, you know. Yeah, um, and it might be in one of those ca- occasions where if a good if a good player comes available, you've got to go in and at least test the waters and mm-hmm. see if there's a deal to be done. But obviously, I don't think this is going to break many Villa hearts, in my opinion. No. Um, I'm going to stay with the Villa, but I'm going to come to Jed. Matty Target is on the move again. He seems to be just becoming a bit of a journeyman left back <laughs> in the Premier League. Uh, he's been Southampton, he's been to Villa, and now he's at the Newcastle. Um, he's up. Um, I think it's um, it's a good bit of business for them, isn't it? I mean, have they it's not, an improvement. Hmm. It's an improvement. Have they not? Um, are they not just signed Dan Byrne as well from Brighton? Yes, it, it it's will very, be. Very it, close. It's close. It's, it probably it's all but will confirmed. be. <laughs> yeah. So would they like in my head? That's Dan Bird will be centre back. You'll be centre back then. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. you can't be like you can't be signing two left backs and you know picking between them. Um, I think so it was I, very much a case yeah. of Brighton fitting Dan Burn at left back rather yeah. than yeah. Um, the, I mean, yeah. the, there's not many. There's a reason there's not many six foot six left backs out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, why is why Burnley not gone in for it? Yeah, well, um, they're left back seven foot seven, so <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be a downgrade as far as Dice sees it. Um, yeah, I yeah, very much no. see see I, um, Dan Burn as a as a centre back in a picture yeah, in Newcastle. I, I do as well, but I, I think uh, Target's a good bit of business for them. I think he's a experienced Premier League player. Um, it's what they need at the minute. They need somebody who's going to come in. They know what type of player he is. They know he's going to do a decent job for them. And and with Trippier on one side, Target on the other, you think that you know that's a significant improvement to what they've got at the minute. Um, so so fair play to them. Yeah, good bit of business. Um, for for Newcastle there, I, I, I do think that all these signings coming in potentially could take a little while to gel as a team, and they're yeah, taking a, a big gamble. It's, a, it's really dangerous. Yeah. But the, the thing is, especially in January, they're garbage well. anyway. They're garbage without these signings. You're not you're not risking anything. You're not you It's like not you're, It's not. They're not pushing for a yeah, title, yeah, and they think, oh, don't unbalance the squad. It's like yeah, they will go down if they don't <laughs> sign first. <laughs> yeah, they've got to try. Yeah, they've got to try anything, haven't they? I mean, yeah, it's it's just it's just a case of whether it works or not. Because if it doesn't work, then it's like, oh, these these signings were made and they've all failed. Um, but. Yeah, like, I don't know. I to be honest, Jed, what have they games, spent? But... What have they spent? Ninety million. That, that's that's what you find in the, the the side of the couch. Um, in terms of their owners, you know, I mean, that's, yeah. that's <laughs> inconsequential yeah. pocket change. As if you've walked into Starbucks and bought a coffee. That's that's the way they'll see <laughs> yeah. that ninety million pounds. They will most likely forget about you know spending it, and and that is just that's just the way it's going to be. I think. Um, if they, even if they go down to the championship, I don't think they'll be even concerned with it. <laughs> no, no. I was having this conversation with someone at work actually um, about Newcastle because I thought if they come down, it's going to ruin the championship. These It'll ruin the championship for a year. These these players that they're signing, they're not necessarily going to stay. But they then will also just buy up all the good championship talent, um, then yeah. get themselves back up. So it's either way that you know it's going to ruin the championship. But um, but yeah, I mean it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Newcastle. I think everyone's watching them really closely at the minute just to see you know who settles in. It could be that uh, Bruno Guimaraes comes in and settles in straight away, and he's a masterstroke signing. Yeah. It could be you know it could be that Chris Wood goes on and bags you know ten goals or something now and keeps them up. 
So it's it's going to be interesting now for the next few months. Um, I want to know from Billy's perspective: Are you disappointed to lose Matt Target? Um, I mean, it's only on loan. Um, but if I'm being honest with you, I'm. I don't speak for all Villa fans. I know there's a lot of Villa fans out there that are a bit annoyed that we've let him go, considering we want that squad depth. But from a personal point of view, Ashley Young I, could play back. Yeah, I'm. You look at Dinya then, Ashley Young. You know. Yeah, I'm fairly chill with it. And if it comes to Luke Dean getting injured, like Simo said, there we've got Ashley Young. If Ashley Young gets injured, then this this season's pretty much a write off anyway. In my opinion, we're not going to get Europe. I don't think you're not um, going to go down, and we're not going to go yeah, down. So if, if it if it means yeah. us having to play, I don't know Ben Crisenyard under twenty threes left back, then so be it. Give him a Dan go. Not, I a think go. I think I may have a vague memory, by the way, of Mings being a left back at some yeah, point. He was at some, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Courtney yeah, Hawes as well. He's he's yeah. another left-footed player that's played there for us previously. I think so it's something do, you really need to worry have, about. No, not at all. There, there's plenty of cover, and it gives him more Premier League game time. It gives him a chance to raise his value for the summer. Uh, a team, Newcastle themselves even, could come in for him, free up some funds, and we'll go and get Aaron Hickey. Happy days. True. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, Worst comes to us, you bang Matty Cash out there. Yeah. Bang Matty Cash out there, bring in exactly. uh, Callum Chambers to go right back. There you go. I've solved all these problems for you, Billy. You know? um, Stevie G, sorry about Stevie G, uh, if he... He knows where to get me, www.talkscans.com. <laughs> <laughs> Drop us a line if you want some of this top-tier screamers <laughs> advice. Um, boys, we move on to the next transfer we're going to talk about. Donny van de Beek has moved to Manchester. God bless him. Um, he, he deserved this. He was linked with both Palace and Everton. Everton have been the victors in this particular move. And it's looking at not a bad deadline day for Everton. You know, new manager and a couple of good faces coming in through the door. You've got Deli Ali, who I immediately thought, I seen the number 40 million from a message you put in the group chat, Billy, and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I thought that was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. 40 million pounds for a player that's not been in form for like four years. Let's be honest, four years it is now. Everybody feels like it's just yesterday, but it was honestly long, longer ago than we all think it was. Yeah. Um, but you, you, I've just found out that it's actually it's pretty much... Um, I think the, the fee will be closer to like 10 million, maybe 20 million with add ons. That's then, much more reasonable. Yeah, much, yeah. much more reasonable. Yeah. yeah. It, it's to an my initial. It's, <laughs> yeah, I think, <laughs> I think there, Don, it's Don, an Don initial. Just before I come to you there, Billy, Donny van de Beek, mm. he's going to get some game time. Is he, is he going to get his confidence back? I, I would like him to, to be honest with you. I'd like him to get back in the rhythm of playing week in, week out. Um, whether he'll be the player that we once saw at Juventus, uh, Juventus, sorry, Ajax, um, I'm not so sure. But like like we mentioned before as well, the most important thing for him is that he's playing football and that he's in, enjoying his football. And I think under Frank Lampard, you know, a Premier League legend himself, one of the best midfielders in the Premier League era, there's not many better players or better managers, should I say, to, to help him bring back his confidence and to start playing some proper football again. Yeah, if you're mm. I think if you're an attacking midfielder, um, Frank Lampard is probably going to be one of the best like, coaches you could have because, mm. you know, he was one of the ultimate attacking midfielders. Um, so 
is it could be a move that works out really well for Van der Beek. Uh, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed that he didn't go to Palace though, um, just because I think that Palace are, are doing so well under Vieira. I, th- I feel like he would have been like I, f- I feel like he would have been a star man there at, um, at Palace. Whereas at Everton, there is a chance that it could go tits up and he could just you know fade I off. I think yeah. Do you know what I think um, he's. I think he's shot himself. I think he's took it one look at Conor Gallagher and thought, nah, you know, nah. He's, <laughs> yeah, I'm not you can imagine, start. I can see them playing together. Those, those I mean, yeah. you've got, like, what's, it, what's the makeup of Palace's midfield right now? You've got, you got Gallagher and then Will Hughes just kind of had a, a run of games and you've got mm-hmm. Kuyate, James McArthur that occasionally comes in. Um, uh, Milivojevic. Yes, of course, I'm Milivojevic, the captain. Mm-hmm. Um uh, you would argue that Everton's midfield is the, is the easier midfield to get in, and surely at this point you're just thinking, I just need to play football no matter what. Do you know what I mean? I just need yeah, to play myself probably. back into probably, form. Yeah. I can't be asked competing for my place in the squad. I just want to go somewhere <laughs> when I'm on the team sheet every week, no matter what. You know, <laughs> probably. But then, like, what if um, you know, what if Andros Townsend just you know, has plays a resurgence every week and just. <laughs> And Van der Beek just ends up on the bench again, like you know. It, I feel like, Ali coming I, in. I tell you well. what, yeah, like, Ali there as well. Like, <laughs> if like thirty-two-year-old Andros Townsend's keeping you out, then you're probably you're probably you deserve to be, <laughs> be honest. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if you can't get in ahead of Tom Davis or something like that, then you know you're probably not going to end up <laughs> leading the midfield for Manchester United, and and the coming years, it's probably not going to happen for you. So we'll, we'll uh, see again. Again, I do hope it works out for Van der Beek, though. Just because, I do, because he's had a hard time of it. He was just, you know, at Ajax, he was brilliant. That that whole team they had together um, was was class, and he was one of the the shining stars in that team. Hmm. To see what happened, to see what's happened over the last couple of seasons is just a bit a bit heartbreaking, ain't it? Uh, but hmm. he's still he's still young. He's got plenty plenty of years ahead of him. Um, you can you can maybe this could be the this could be the the sort of Jesse Lingard to West Ham type loan deal for love from last season. Um, that just that's, like, a, that's a big comparison. <laughs> Jesse Lingard well, was absolutely excellent for West Ham. You know, have be, as much it, an it impact. Could be, it could really? be that sort of a, it could be that sort of a deal. You never know. You know, if he gets mm. if he gets the right sort of you know the right sort of service, I guess, or if he does the right sort of job that he's in there for, you never know. Obviously, mm. I, don't, I don't I don't expect Everton to, to you know to kick on the same way that West Ham did because they're in a much worse position, obviously, but. Um, but yeah, it could be a, it could well be a good signing for him. Yeah, let's stay with Everton. Billy, I'm going to come to you. Delhi Alley, he's made the move. We just talked about the business that it, it was done. It mm. seems to be good business in terms from a financial point of view. Um, where is he going to play, and is he going to have a resurgence? These are two players that need to have a resurgence in their careers. Yeah, I think similarly to Van der Beek, I don't think there's many better managers that he could he could be playing under right now. Um, so it'll certainly be an interesting one again to see how he gets on. Um, I think that it will be a case of Deli Ali and Van der Beek playing together in midfield with Alan maybe just sitting a little bit behind them. I know Decore's got a, a, an injury now for a couple of months, I think. Mm. Um, so I think that's how they'll set up, whether it will work with the tracking back and the, the defensive side of the job that both of them will have to do. We'll just have to wait and see. But 
Yeah, I think there's if there's a manager that can get Deli Ali playing again, I think it's I think it's Frank Lampard. To be honest with you, he seems to be a fairly decent man manager. Maybe his tactics aren't particularly up to up to top level Premier League standard just yet. Um, but yeah, as a, certainly as a man manager, I think he'll do a decent job with them. Mm, an interesting point. I was thinking about this earlier, and I think he, I think you're right. I think he could be the right man for Delhi Alley. The reason is, I think the the development of Mason Mount and Reese James is mm. a, a lot of that is owed to Frank Lampard. Um, obviously, Delhi Alley doesn't really fit the mold of a young, young English player, but he is a young. He's he, yeah, he's still a young English player to a he's sense. He's young with a point to prove as well. Yeah, and if Frank Lampard can can motivate him the way. He motivated and gave Mason Mount and Reese James the belief that they could go on and be really mm. influential players in this Chelsea side. And, and even now that he's gone, and you can't really imagine Chelsea without those two players. They're, they're very important yeah. to the squad. Um, so I do, I do agree with that for a sense. Uh, flipping it back to Manchester United boys, Jesse Lingard. It still could happen. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. Why hasn't Jesse Lingard gone out and loan? Jesse Lingard has started two games this entire season, right? He's played about 200 minutes of football this entire season for Manchester United, right? And that's been a couple of bum games, right? <laughs> Scored against Why, why are they holding on? Why, why wouldn't they let this player go? There's clearly interest. There's clearly consistent interest in Jesse Lingard. And they're not, they're not letting him go. There's a number of Premier League teams that would take him. There's, you know, definitely. Um, I don't understand this. We're, we're... It's a it's a weird situation. It's it's kind of similar to Phil Jones, isn't it? I guess like Phil Jones has been there for for ages, not had any football. I know he's had injury problems and stuff, but like there just seems to be a core group of Man United players that just to stay there. Um, I guess it's it's comfortable for them as well, isn't it? If you're at Manchester United, but. Um, the difference you, Phil Jones it, it, got a lot of time left in his contract Jesse Lingard has yeah. 6 months left in his contract it, that's what I don't understand be, I would it, completely understand see if Jesse Lingard had a large a long contract based at Manchester United it'll clearly be like he's Phil Jones in the same sense of right they're not going to get that money anywhere else mm-hmm. never in a million years they're getting that money anywhere else they're comfortable all they really need to do is tip up and train 5 days a week you know and yeah. cover when it's needed That's that's an easy job for Mm. I don't know, just shy of a hundred thousand pounds a week. You know, it's a decent. That's a decent job. You know, I think we'd all do that job. Um, what I can't understand is that the fact that he's looking at he's going to be out the door in six months anyway. He's not an integral part of this side. Why isn't he out on loan? No, no. This, if, it seems weird that that he's not. But you never know what he's been promised by by Ranić. You know, essentially he might have been promised some game time. But if he if Elanga's getting in ahead of him, no young kid. Then yeah, if I if I'm being honest with you, I think it doesn't help with the actions of a certain individual that we won't go into um, on here. But I think that could be playing a massive part. Personally, mm. we're not going to sell this podcast by talking about that because mm. we've talked about a lot. That's it's just, this is this is that's that's for the police to to and and yeah. all of us here, total screamers, completely hope that he gets the full force of the law thrown at him. For, for what a despicable thing he's clearly done. Uh, but moving on, boys, I don't understand why Jesse Lingard 
um, is going to be staying at Manchester United. That is a strange one for me. A deal that I can understand is the one I'm coming to next. Uh, Pierre Emic Obama Yang has moved on a permanent move to Barcelona. And, and who said he was just visiting his family? <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, I love the way he's engineered that. It's just, it's just brilliant. Yeah, Jiggy's run up Arteta and just like, I'm here anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you might as well, you might as well get them on the phone because I am not oh, coming yeah. back. <laughs> I'm here. My family's here. You know, yeah. why would I want to come back to London? Yeah. <laughs> I've got family in Barcelona. I was like, that's a bit convenient. I don't know if you get family in Juventus. <laughs> we're a big family. We're, we're Emmerichs and Obamayangs. And yeah, they're, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> uh, Billy Boy, what, what, you, you, you yourself live in Spain. Um, you have a, a, a probably a, a more consistent view of La Liga than the rest of us screamers. Mm. Um, where do you, how do you see this as a deal for Barcelona? Is it good business on in in behalf of Barcelona? I know it's good oh, business for, for Arsenal. They needed that yeah. 350 grand off the yeah, bench. Yes, fantastic business for Arsenal, although it leaves them very depleted in the squad. But we'll get into that later, I'm sure. I'm sure we will. Um, but Barcelona, it's, it's an interesting one. They needed a striker. They can't be relying on Luke de Jong and Martin Braithwaite for much longer up front. So they. How did that happen, by the way? Christ, like, Christ I don't knows. know the events <laughs> that led up to that. I do know the events, quite honestly. I do, I do know the events, but it still baffles me that they happened. It feels yeah. like a football manager saying it's gone wrong. <laughs> it doesn't feel think, like real life. I think there's, there's an alternate universe where Luke de Jong bags 40 goals a season. And it turns out to be like an amazing deal. It's <laughs> just brilliant as well. <laughs> Sadly, that is not. Someone pushes it like one player away from from, from um, recreating yeah, the Middlesbrough so, front three yeah. from like 2017. <laughs> just for uh, a Samba Longa. Did you see a, a Samba Longa quoted that with like a, a screenshot yeah. of a Spanish number? <laughs> That is that is perfect. That'd be brilliant. Good man, good man. I'm I'm liking that. Billy, carry on with your uh, your analysis of this year. Yeah, I I think like I say, Barcelona needed a striker, and they've got a striker. I think Aubameyang will probably suit the La Liga a lot more. Um, however, from a Barcelona perspective, in the personal t- in the personal part of it, if you know what I mean. Um, I think he could be. I, I think he'll probably just take them for a ride, like he did Arsenal. To be honest, I, I don't think he's really going to put too much effort in there. He's still going to be on upwards of a hundred thousand a week, no matter how big of a wage cut he's taken. Um, I think he's just going to live his life, play football when he has to, and if he doesn't want to, then he won't. Mm. I'm sure Barcelona have found a way to to, to equal his wage. By the way. You know, like, oh, on, on a wage book, it probably says he's making five grand a week or something. You know, yeah. Did you uh, see the rumor say that Adama Traore was on uh, fifteen thousand a week? <laughs> yeah, it was like, and I'm one for Sunday. So, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's essentially like fifteen grand a week, but then uh, an appearance bonus of like sixty grand or something. Yeah. <laughs> <Every game>. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, you know how they've had those amazing front threes in the past where you've got like 
you know, your Messi's, your Alexis Neymar Sanchez, and Suarez. Be, uh, <laughs> Neymar, Suarez, Henri, Ronaldinho. Yeah, Ronaldinho. And now you've got Adama Traore, Obama Yang and Memphis Depay. <laughs> uh, like, that is iconic. And more iconic, I think, than uh, any yeah. of others. Um, I, I think, Adam, I hope Adama Traore just rips up La Liga. Oh, I really do. He will. He's a player that I'm actually going to miss watching. Yeah. Like no one no one got more dribbles um, per game than Adama Jaiori. And he's 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 an exciting player. It's just just, when he gets on the end of it, he just does not produce the numbers of a forward player. And that's why Conte was saying right wing back and Jaiori was saying right wing (laughs) (laughs) And they just could not agree. (laughs) I can just I just I've just got got visions of him just charging through Body in Spanish left backs, left, right, and centre. Yeah, and just, just going through and then just laying it back, and then Aubameyang is just there tapping it in at the back post. <laughs> yeah, and doing his little front flips and stuff. <laughs> and just like, you're just like, this is this is peak Barcelona. Yeah. I feel I feel sorry for Jordi Alba in training. To be honest with you, having to go up against that every day. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? I know. Jordi Alba's getting on now as well. Like, yeah, I was going to yeah. say he's done it enough in his career. He doesn't deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine like Barcelona go on a mad run and just win the Champions League or something next season and like you've got Adama yeah. Traore with, yeah. with a winner's medal like, that'll, yeah. that'll just complete my life the he end product rips, is finally great rips the Champions League trophy in half by yeah. accident as he goes to lift it with his <laughs> do you know what I mean imagine he, he says he he's is, completely he natural imagine you were, you, no you were just that size naturally there's that no way like, he's, I've, I remember um Start of this season, Wolves Wolves came to the Rico and had a pre-season friendly at, at Cobb. I remember I was sat behind the goal and I was probably hundred yards away from him. And he's just he is massive. Like he's huge. Like you can see you don't have to be all close to him to know like how big he is. He's just he's built, mate. He's an absolute tank. Look like a brick like, shit house in the yeah. words of Rob Holding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just massive, mate. That's why I want to see him just knocking people over in Spain and just <laughs> ripping, it, ripping it to shreds. Oh, yeah. it's, it's entirely possible that that could happen. <laughs> With the baby oil as well. <laughs> that must Makes have been included about, in the deal. Is, uh, have you had my dad going to shit house as much as they normally do? Like Casemiro and that? Are they going to like, are they going to shit house ever? Or are they just kind of going to let my way a wee bit, you know? I think that, oh, I think I need a bit more than a push than they used on Messi. Can yeah, you imagine yeah. like Atletico trying to trying to put the ball like keep the ball in the corner and that and he just comes yeah. charging in and just, just gets him out of the way body like, someone yeah like, mate it's just gonna be like it's gonna be carnage now we all it's know why be. Kieran Trippier got out got out when he could yeah he knew what was coming yeah, yeah, yeah someone warned him off <laughs> but what they're gonna oh, sign as well I'm going I'm, I'm going <laughs> I haven't got a chance I'll join Newcastle <laughs> But I've got a chance at winning something. <laughs> oh, we should move on, boys. Um, I don't want to. <laughs> oh, dearie me, boys. Right. Arsenal. There is no business, no significant business done by Arsenal the past few days. I think they've signed a youngster that they've sent back out on loan. Um, it's not the business that was expected. They want a striker. The Arsenal fans demand a striker. Um, but there is no, there's no striker turned up, and they have what is becoming a very depleted squad as well. They better hope we don't get any injuries 
It's not as if they have any injury prone players in the squad. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's <laughs> they're they're playing a risky game here. Billy Boy, what what are your thoughts on, on Arsenal's business? I think you've just summed it up perfectly there when you said that they're playing a very risky game. Um it it just seems baffling that they've got what, like eighteen outfield players now? They're yeah. going into the rest of the Premier League season with eighteen outfield players. It that's, it just it doesn't compute for a Premier it? Yeah. That's exactly. If if you get an injury, a suspension, even a little niggle or something, you know, you're starting to have to rely on the under twenty threes coming. But yeah, they may be all right for the under twenty threes, but the Premier League's different gravy. I know. Honestly, just, I know. I've just mentioned about Villa playing there. You're, the, you're a bad the couple League, of weeks. But... You're a bad couple of weeks from Granite Xhaka playing through the middle. Yeah, up front. You know, <laughs> that, you know, you know that is how close you are to that. You know, you're playing a risky business. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know what they're. I don't know what they're thinking about. I mean, they they don't. They're, Craig says, oh, Craig, the Arsenal expert that talks to him, says Arsenal don't do a whole lot of business in the media. So there's something could could happen. Something could go over the line. We don't know yet, Billy. Enter on the screen. They've got a hundred, a hundred, one hour and 43 minutes left. So whether they can get something done in the next hour and 43 minutes remains to be seen. <laughs> I tell you what, they better just be taking the photographs. <laughs> um, it's, it's weird what's going on there at the minute. It, like you say, they're taking a massive, massive risk. I can only assume that they're just saving it for the summer and they're just saying to Arteta, just get over the line, get us what you can. If you don't get Europe, you know, it is what it is. We're going to spend in the summer. That's the only, I think that, the only that's thing. That European think. football, at least the the Europa League has got to be the bare minimum for them this season, surely. I think the disappointing yeah. you know thing what? is I think they take are... Conference League, though. I actually the, think they would take the Conference League. I, I don't think the fans would. I but, think Arteta fans, fans would. wouldn't. The they're in a decent shout at Champions season, League. You know? They're in yeah. a decent shout at Champions League. That they're completely, it's not completely not unfeasible that, that Arsenal could finish in the Champions League spots. Mm. It, yeah, it isn't. But then you get you know one. But I think they had to improve from you know nothing, aren't they? So I think they had to get yeah. some some sort of reinforcement in to get there. Mm. I feel like they'll fall short now. You know, you watch you watch that Burnley game where they drew nil nil, and it was yeah. just screaming out for. A, a proper finisher something and, yeah and we sat here now there's no and there's nothing it, it yeah. just seems very bizarre but at least at least the documentary is going to be good am I right <laughs> uh, it will be blockbuster it won't be Josie blockbuster but it will be it will be decent, it'll be no, decent. I can imagine I can imagine Arteta is probably less entertaining to watch than Jose um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I can't wait for that to come out. I think that's going to be a great watch. Go, goes without saying that, Jed. Goes without saying. Um, <laughs> uh, the noise enables of Arsenal. Um, it's what I'm hunting a spur. Uh, I've signed a player, Dejan Kulasevsky. There we go. Um, got there in the end. Yeah, yeah, got there in the end. I keep going to say Kulasevich because it just sounds better. I think you should change his name to that. To be honest, Kulasevsky. <laughs> um, <laughs> to be honest. If you if you kind of squint when you look at him, and I've got him on my my screen to the left here, it kind of looks like Talk Screamers podcast host Paul in the right light. You know? <laughs> Do you guys think that as well? Is that why Paul's not on tonight? I think so. He's he's a, I think he's, he's, he's signed he's, 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 he's getting his shot photos done. <laughs> <laughs> I signed the contract. It's grand. 
I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I've just got it up now and I can see it. I can, you can see, see it. it. Are you just yeah. sort of squint, maybe turn your head to the left or whatever? Yeah. Um, I think no, it's, I I think it's it. there. He's going to be rated, isn't he, Kulisevsky? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good deal they've got him on as well. I think they've paid ten million for the eighteen month loan with an option to buy. Like that's not mm. bad at all for for a loan fee for for that long as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he gets on. I think he's not Louis Diaz, though, is he? He's not he's, he's, not, he's not Louis Diaz, no. But Conte wanted him at Inter as well, so we did talk about Louis, Louis Diaz already in the last transfer show. I'm sure. Um, mm. But that, that was, that's old news. That's, that's been over the line. Um, there's some live news coming to his boys. I can Ooh. break it on the Totsinos podcast. Some big news. Matt Longstaff is going on loan to Mansfield. There you go, boys. You heard it here first. <laughs> the Mansfield? Uh, yeah, I know he's went from scoring what? like bagging against Manchester United to Mansfield. Surely he could have found a champion. Mansfield sure? Town, no less. Are you sure that's not <laughs> his brother? Matty Longstaff. Matty Longstaff and not Sean Longstaff. Not Sean Longstaff. Sean Longstaff's the older one. That's the bigger Longstaff. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, Matty's, Matty's the, the, the ginger staff. one. The, <laughs> the longer staff. The staff is longer. The, uh, way yeah. was going, the way he was going on about it, it was like he's he's the one that started week in, week out for them. <laughs> <laughs> How's he not getting a move to, to a championship club, though, if he's... That's, that's a bit weird. He scored against Manchester United, Matty yeah, Longstaff. You, you, right. I want you to put some respect on Matty Longstaff's name, Billy. You're disrespecting uh, he, the young he's man. Gone, he's gone to Mansfield. He's getting no respect from me just yet. I don't yeah. think you're really appreciating the length of that staff, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> I think the staff is a lot longer than you actually think it is. <laughs> I, um, I think we need sure. to stop this. We need to stop this. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's, great. that's a great bit of business for Mansfield, though. Yeah. That's because... They're, you know, surely a, a struggling championship club like Barnsley or someone like that at the bottom of the league. They would have, they would have yeah, they'd have taken my long stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll come, we'll come back to this right when now. he has zero goals at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what league are they in, by the way? Are they even in league the EFL? Oh, okay, league fair one. enough. I don't know. Fair enough. Um, I Aaron one. Ramsey's a Rangers player. That's just happened right this minute. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that would wow. be a good one as well. Yeah, that would be interesting, especially for the uh, the old firm on. Is it Wednesday night? I think. Yes, Wednesday night. Mm. I mean, that's a fall from grace, right? He's moved from beautiful Italy to like twenty minutes down the road from fucking me. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's <laughs> 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 definitely a fall from grace. <laughs> Maybe that's what swung it for him. Yeah. <laughs> It's I was like, outside today. It was fucking miserable. You know what I mean? It was, it was awful. I don't even know. Nobody quite knows what he signed on for. You'll <laughs> <laughs> get, he'll get the picture. You'll get the picture on Wednesday. I'll tell you that for free. You know. So he's fair, trying he's... to get into a stadium. And he gets a bottle of piss thrown at him. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he's he's Welsh though, so he's got to be used to a bit of rain. Yeah. Ah, I suppose I suppose. Yeah. He just looks English. He looks very English. I don't know, Ramsey. <laughs> I don't know why, I just imagine every Welsh player to come look a bit like Gareth Bale. <laughs> 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 um boys, I think that might be all the deadline day news. Um that Phillips moved to Bournemouth. Um, if you're that way oh. inclined. Oh. 
He could do better. He should eat. He had offers from Newcastle. Absolutely gutted. Mm. Yeah, Jim. Uh, that's gonna. Oh, that's that's gonna upset me. That one. Mm. Because uh, Bournemouth are a hard enough team to score against anyway. So yeah, and then they've got God but, in the back line. <laughs> they're linked with Todd Campwell as well. I think, aren't they? I don't How is that happening? I'm sure there's plenty yeah, of clubs yeah. out there that would take Todd Campwell. How is he going to Bournemouth? No idea. No How idea. How's that happened? How is he not I mean, found himself Nor- at Nor- Newcastle? Well, it'll be God knows. Norwich would to. So. Yeah, Norwich. How's he not found himself at Everton? Forty million. <laughs> I know Norwich were turning down forty million in the summer for him. Yeah, but, and now he's going online to Bournemouth. Which I what mean, is Dean Smith thinking? I don't need you. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's a big shout. <laughs> I know you've been the talisman player at this club for like since you were like seventeen, <laughs> <laughs> but I do not need you. Go no. to Bournemouth. <laughs> he's got Josh I mean? Sargent. He doesn't need anyone else. Yeah, yeah, he's done a game. <laughs> I've done a <laughs> decent game that one time. <laughs> I see why now, Billy. It's decent become game. clear to me. It's become clear to me now. What a game! What a game! <laughs> Boys, that is that is going to do it. That is going to do it for this podcast. Thank you very much for joining me on this Deadline Special. I think it's been Pleasure a very, very good episode. I don't know what your thoughts on that. I think it's been a special episode. Yeah, it's been a great episode. My one-year anniversary as well, I must add. Yeah, yeah. That was a fall from grace. We don't know how well that worked out. Don't sign in January, folks. That's all the advice I can offer you. How are we not letting this guy out on loan? <laughs> He's actually going to Bournemouth. Uh, the Let's Talk is... Football FC do not want yeah. him anymore. Yeah, they wouldn't have him back. They wouldn't have him back. He met a clause that was buried deep in the contract somewhere. <laughs> I had to sign him. Disappointing Barcelona as that is. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll shift him off to Barcelona or something yeah. uh, in the summer. Uh, that's what it is for the show, boys. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much for the listeners. Uh, we should be back tomorrow. Achieve it. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.